morning, campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. I'm your host, Lou Stardust, joined by our other host, Erica Fett. What's up, you bitchin' barracudas? Bitchin' barracudas. <laughs> uh, co-host, Lewis Stardust, co-host, Erica Fett. I need to get used to saying that properly, man. I can never get that right. Nah, it's okay. I feel like people know. They just know. We're, we're yeah. just here chilling, y'all. <laughs> we're, just, we're just your hosts with the most, and we're here to talk about vampires sexy ass vampires that's that's the name of the episode it's sexy ass vampires uh if you know erica and i you know by now we talk a lot about vampires uh we both are big fans of you know bram stoker's dracula interview with the vampire uh just the local legend lore itself i I'm a big Magic the Gathering player. They just released a whole, like, vampire, like, Dracula-based set, which I'm trying to get Erica into. So, <laughs> I She think shows me life- pictures of them, and I'm like, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> I think our lives, though, revolve so much around vampires in a weird way. Like, I don't know how that happens, but that's, like, one thing we always have in common, the two of us, for sure. We are just kind of obsessed with vampires, and we're total fang bangers, so. <laughs> my my true blood people out there (laughs) okay so yes we're gonna we're gonna get all into at the end of this episode we're gonna get into like references and media because there's so much stuff that we love uh i I got yelled at because i didn't watch blade for the first time (laughs) until like two months ago on twitter everybody was like freaking out about it so we're definitely gonna get into that stuff uh but i thought we could start maybe and talk a little bit about vampire legends and lore uh so according to folklore a vampire is a creature that feeds on the blood of the living Mostly originating from European folklore, vampires are undead creatures of the night and usually associate with causing problems um, and death in their neighborhoods that they were living in. In European folklore, vampires were described as bloated with dark, menacing expressions on their face, which contrasts from popular depicted gaunt, attractive pale vampires. Very like Anne Rice vampires. Absolutely. We love those Anne Rice vampires. Yes, we do. Uh, Vampiric stories related have been recorded all over the world. However, the word vampire came from Western Europe after reports of folklore believed that corpses were being staked due to vampirism causing a mass hysteria. And although the actual term vampire didn't come out until about the 1700s, alternative stories featuring blood-drinking demons could be found from literature all over the world. Um, I know there's different ways of saying it. Like, Strigoi was a really big one. Yes. In... um, the strain and so there's different ways of saying that so if you in your town or country are listening to this and you have like a different term for vampire or maybe a different lore uh please make sure you submit them over to us we're over on campcryptedpodcast.com we have a little section there and you can send all of your uh, alternative names for vampires or stories or maybe you came across one yourself we definitely want to hear it oh we definitely want to hear that (laughs) yeah uh so for me i would like to know Erica like what got you interested in vampires oh man I want to say that I remember when Bram Stoker's Dracula came out and I know this is so cliche but my word Gary Oldman was like my my awakening I think that's one why I became obsessed with vampires and two why I love older men and I can blame Gary Oldman for that in that movie Um, I know he's your man, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. I love, oh, yes. Uh, So uh, I just remember watching that, and I kind of fell in love with the movie, and uh, I read the book uh, shortly thereafter. And, um, I I mean, I've read Dracula, like, five times. I I own, like, so many different variations of the actual book in print. (laughs) I'm a huge nerd when it comes to, when it comes to that but uh you know I always uh just really found the history of it very uh interesting too when it comes to like you know the folklore and uh the story of Vlad the Impaler 
you know, Mm -hmm. and all of the uh, mystery surrounding his death. And uh, I just think it kind of like evolved over the years into like this. I was a total fan of everything vampire. We need to do a whole thing on that. Vlad the Impaler. I cannot talk today um, because I just think that's fucking crazy absolutely well just like you know even just like the historical aspect of you know his reign Mm -hmm. and like all of the the battles and then him being a prisoner of war and all of that i just think that's so so interesting and then the whole idea that his body is is buried on this little tiny island that has a monastery on it and this island looks like exactly what you would, would expect this this epic Vlad the Impaler to be buried on is just so cool. Um, I think it's called Snagov Monastery if you ever want to look it up for anybody listening, but it's a very cool little little piece of history. <laughs> well, I just love when there's like factual history that leads into lore. Yes. So there's like that like cross between. And I feel like you're such a history person, which is like amazing because my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely fantastic with that. So I think that'll be a really cool thing for us to cover. Oh yeah. I would love that. And I think that even when we just look at like different types of um, like uh, types of, you know, war and, you know, weird things that happen, whether it be people being impaled or, you know, people being buried alive, stuff like that. I think that would be pretty cool. But you know, yeah, when it comes to that, I mean, you know, you have so many things that have been like associated with uh, uh, demons and blood drinking over the years that weren't necessarily labeled as vampire because maybe the term didn't exist. But, you know, things like Elizabeth Bathory, who was, you know, bathing in the blood of virgins and the whole idea that blood brings some sort of like sustenance to your, you know, immortality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's even like um, medically, they, they were talking about reference. I was looking a bunch of stuff up for references for this episode. And there was kind of like the discussion on like a medical reason behind the myth. And that was porphyria. So like that is inherited blood disorder. And so that's referred to as like a vampire disease. But it's interesting to see how like medically there could be things that are linked to something like that, especially. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Um, over the years, someone just, you know, suffered from porphyria. And then all of a sudden people were like, oh, man, that's a vampire. And they're like, no, man, I'm just trying to live out here. Like, (laughs) Yeah. You never know. And I think it's just bizarre but intriguing the way that things can it's like the game of telephone right like you hear one thing and then it progresses over the year into something else um but there's always like a a a true tale to that like there's always like there was a vampire he bit the neck he sucked the blood like it's always the same recipe if that makes sense always yeah things may change uh, for me, getting into vampires was very much like my mom raised me on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and horror films. I always say we that. love it. Uh, <laughs> we love your mom. Yeah, I mean, if that show. My mom. My mom yelled at me on the phone the other day. She was like, "Everybody's gonna think I traumatized you with all the stories you're telling." Which no, ma'am. We are fair, a fan right? club. <laughs> uh, but that show, like, not only was it so good as like, you know. D- as female empowerment and like a very lgbt like it was one of the first like gay things on television it's got good vampires in it it's got sexy vampires in it i don't think you said you haven't seen no, it. no right? i am so trash <sighs> because i remember in high school i had a friend who was obsessed with it and i was like oh, yeah. i should watch it i should watch it and i just feel like a total failure when it comes to a vampire person and not no, watching it no. i've seen the movie so it's <laughs> oh no it's not the same it's oh, yeah. not the same totally different <laughs> Um, but it's so for me like that show I think it's like seven seasons which you could watch on Hulu it's all on there I'm gonna binge it Uh, you would you would love it and there's also like this beautiful like 
romantic scene that happens in there between Angel and her, which is like my favorite vampire. But you get so many cool vampires in the show, and I'd love to hear what your favorites are, uh, especially Erica. Once you watch this, see but now I need we'll get to get back into those. <laughs> yeah. You do, yeah, you do need to. Uh, we will absolutely get back into those after we talk a little bit about Saint Germain. Oh man, y'all! So. Lou and I had this wonderful trip to New Orleans where we did this wonderful ghost tour and it was fantastic. Would 110% recommend it to anybody. We would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, But, you know, they talked a lot about how uh, many vampires were associated with New Orleans. So one of our favorites was a Comte de Saint Germain or the Count of Saint Germain. And he was well known in the 1700s as a philosopher and an alchemist. He was noted by many as someone who kind of knew every language. He was a whiz at the violin and pretty much any type of instrument that he picked up. And many people kind of theorized that he was involved in transmutations of like gold and diamonds. Uh, Many said that that's how he actually became very rich is because he could transmute diamonds into perfect diamonds and he could get rid of all of their imperfections, which is, could you imagine? (laughs) This guy just, he's, you know, the best alchemist in the world. And, um... He's also supposed to be very, like, charming and, like, handsome and stuff. So imagine this, like, beautiful man who's super charming. Like, imagine Gary Oldman coming over to you and being like, I could do this. Yeah. I'd be like, it's over. (laughs) It's over. Um, So, yeah, just like uh, Lua was saying, he was very – charismatic he when he talked to people he was very uh educated uh he was one of those people who could literally just talk about any type of subject and keep you captivated uh but he was also very mysterious um many people didn't really know what the actual source of his wealth was uh they weren't quite sure how he knew uh, all of these ancient languages like sumerian and stuff like that Uh, So there was a lot of, uh, you know, mystery around him. You know, like we said, he was very uh, well known. Many people, including many philosophers like Voltaire and Casanova wrote about him. Uh, He had kings that wrote about him, described him as a man who knows everything and never dies. This just goes, this just reminds me of like the Keanu Reeves theory that he's like, have your, this goes into conspiracy. You know, I've seen the picture of where it looked like, uh, like a, almost like a civil war soldier. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a theory that he's, like, immortal, um, <laughs> and that he, uh, there's there's an old picture, like you're saying, and it basically looks exactly like him, and there's a whole conspiracy around it, which I feel like, I like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the topic of vampires, but I want to do, like, a dumb conspiracy episode. Like, I saw you talking about flat earthers. I want to talk about, like, this, because they're so bizarre and out there that they're fun conspiracies. They're not, like, crazy conspiracies, you know? Yeah! Like, listen, even if it's crazy, I'll listen. I'll hear it out. You know what I mean? It's, you know, mm-hmm. there's crazier things that have probably happened in this universe. Yeah. So, um, But, I mean, there's still a lot of conspiracy with St. Germain. There's a lot of that. Absolutely. So where the conspiracy kind of comes in is not only was he very well known, um, just like a master of everything, he was supposedly marked as dead in 1784, but he was still seen after that. Uh, all around, actually, because this is someone who was, you know, uh, you know, hanging around kings and some of the most well-known people of the time. So he was very well known and he wasn't someone that people would forget. Uh, he apparently came to New Orleans after he died. And uh, that's where the weird New Orleans story comes in. So 
basically, uh, St. Germain was residing in New Orleans in this beautiful mansion, and he would have these lavish parties. He was known in New Orleans as uh, basically upper middle class, but someone who threw the best parties for the most elite. Uh, he was well known by most of the people in the city, pretty popular, I'd say. And one night he decides to have a party. Well, at this party, there was a woman who was there that he took upstairs to his private quarters and took her out on the balcony. And supposedly, according to her account, he tried to bite her and he actually did bite her. And in order to get away from him, she jumped off the balcony and was then found by people down in the streets below and then taken to the hospital. Well, she told the police officers basically what had happened, and the police officers knowing exactly who he was, because obviously he was probably in their pockets <laughs> in some sort of way, or, you know, uh, on their grace, their good graces, uh, they show up to his house and they were like, hey, listen, you know, we've got this lady who was at your party. Uh, she said, you know, you tried to bite her. And he's like, oh, 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 so silly. So silly. I would never do that. How about you boys come back tomorrow and we'll solve all this. We'll figure it all out. And the the cops say, sure, man, you know, you seem like a good guy. No, no reason to question you. Why would this lady lie? Right. So I believe that because there's shit like that that still happens today. Precisely. There's there's shit still like that that happens today. <laughs> so I believe that in every aspect that they were like, OK, we'll see you tomorrow. No big deal. Right. Well, so the cops show up the next day. Right. Thinking, oh, we're just going to figure this out. Hammer this out. Who knows? He's gone. Everything's gone. Every trace of him is gone, except Everything. except these bottles of the wine that he would drink at his parties that no one else could drink. There was one left, and guess what? It wasn't wine. It was blood. True story. Blood. True story. Yeah. Look it up. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so basically the story goes is there was nothing left in his house. There were no utensils, nothing, but only this blood wine. So people had always seen him drinking this wine, but he would never offer it to anybody. So finally the officers were like, finally, we get this wonderful wine and it's blood. So the story of St. Germain is pretty interesting. Uh, there have been some people who have said that they've claimed to see him even up to the 1970s. I know that there was a guy uh, who was claiming that he was actually St. Germain, but I'm pretty sure that turned out to be a hoax. Um, cause a guy was saying that he could like transmutate things on national television. And I don't think that anything ever came of that, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting piece of uh, history. We were talking about how he's in Castlevania, like as a reference to that and stuff. Yes. So I think that's yes. kind of cheeky that they did that. I didn't even put two and two together. I'll tell you what, because I was so focused on like hot buff vampire lady that like, I didn't even think about anything else. Um, but it does make sense. And I love that they did that. And that's really creative i'm happy about it yeah i love seeing that and i i mean i would love to learn more about this i know that uh you know there's been a lot of philosophers who have written about him i know like louis the 15th had written something about him i would love to find these texts and actually like read more into him and actually see what what the deal is but you know uh i know we had talked before this about maybe some of the theories about him uh, is that he actually had the philosopher's mm -hmm. stone and that might have explained his immortality so, uh, you know, I mean, he said, you know, he was an alchemist. So who's to say the Philosopher's Stone? And I love that real. that's a theory yeah. that comes among this, too. Oh, yeah. it's my favorite. <laughs> I'm into all of that, please. Yes. Uh, I want to say, though, because we did see this in New Orleans, right? So the tour we went on, I believe it's called the um, the Hottest Hell Tours. I'm not sure if it's still called that. And they were actually really good if you get a chance to go. I'm looking on Groupon. I'm not seeing them. But they're also saying that it's listed as Walking the Devil's Empire Tour. 
uh, they did a really good job of giving us like factual things that happened, right? So they gave us a bit of true crime. A lot of the stuff that you see on like American Horror Story, like Coven, right? So you see uh, the axe murderer, you see La Lorene's yes. mansion. Uh, they told us a very stor- like sad story about uh, a veteran who killed his girlfriend or wife. And everything was, like, in a very respectful manner. It wasn't, like, playing it up. We would pass tours and people would be in, like, dumb vampire costumes or, like, acting just really crazy. So that was, like, one that I felt was really well done. Um, We also heard this weird story about this man. What was it? Do you remember how he died? Uh, I can't remember how he died, but it was something around the, the, the lines of him being buried under a tree, and then he came back. Like, the tree had been, like... Uh, I think it was on a property he had worked on. Like, I can't tell if he was... What he was doing, but he was a property oh, that he either worked on or lived. He died, got buried under a tree, and then he rose again. And yes. it was, again, like, a kind of, like, vampire slash zombie lore because, like, he was buried alive. Um, but we've been trying to figure out what this story is. So if you're in New Orleans or if you've heard this or you have maybe more info on what it could be, please send it to us because we've been trying to figure it out. Yes, we love these New Orleans yeah. stories. We have been trying to figure this one out for uh, – we just could not figure it out. But, yeah, so uh, New Orleans is a hub for so many good, mm-hmm. creepy stories. So if anybody is listening in New Orleans, please send us all oh, the yeah. info. Uh, we were talking about that too. Like I, I – remember looking at like vampire cafes in new orleans uh i also saw one that there was like in japan and they do this like weird like caesar salad ritual and i gotta send you the video on youtube i'll probably just post our this video on reddit so you guys can watch it uh but basically what happens is like they're like it's blood and they're pouring dressing on there but it's clearly not but the guy's dress is like this big goth vampire dude and it's like kind of the sickest thing ever i know that there's some in new orleans as well and you mentioned that you found something in there they have this wonderful association called the new orleans vampire association so new orleans has the new orleans vampire association which basically is uh, kind of a group of people who have self-identified as vampires that kind of stick together i don't really know what they do as vampires uh you know if they're out you know having parties like on blade where you know the the blood just falls from the ceiling and it's awesome techno music ah oh, so cool um or you know I have watched documentaries where, you know, people who practice vampirism will find people who are willingly uh, or like willing to be donors is what they call them. Or and basically it's it's where you have a uh, like an agreement with a, a, a vampire to basically let them funnel your blood out of you. Um, so I just feel like that's just a fetish, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just a fetish. It's just gotta be a fetish. Listen, I would love for sexy, like Antonio Banderas vampires to be roaming this, this earth. Like my God, like, please i will literally go and like start singing and brushing my hair out of my window at night like wearing like white little negligees like what attracts a vampire please (laughs) i'll be your donor it's fine um but no i you know i would love for someone if in the random chance that someone is you know a self-identified vampire who listens we are so interested please just you know reach out to us let us know you know your your daily routine of being a vampire you know or your nightly routine I, I'm of actually, being a vampire I, yeah like i know we're cracking up at it but i'm i'm genuinely intrigued on what makes a person like want to be like that and like what you see in that and if it's not a sexual thing please tell me because i feel like it is yeah you know how like some people are addicted to certain tastes like what if they're addicted to the taste of like iron and blood you know like anytime i bite my tongue though i hate that it's not fun for me i don't want to taste it either yeah 
so if that's your thing uh you know what's it what's the what's the phrase uh i will not yuck your yum but it is not for me <laughs> you know these just could be completely awesome normal people and it's just like you know the the stigma of a vampire is still this thing that's like still very unknown very like you know different for us so it's like enlighten us on what it is to be a vampire because we are you know we're interested <laughs> i'm genuinely here to listen i'm genuinely here to learn and i want to understand what it is exactly that people are into yeah That's so if it. you're a vampire holler at us we want to listen yes. so we mentioned earlier bram stoker's dracula which is now on netflix uh it wasn't on the halloween season i was getting very upset i'm like it should fucking be on there it's the perfect time for that it's probably visually one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen in my entire life everything the casting chef's kiss phenomenal the outfits oh god costumes everything the romance like everything about it is so beautifully done Mm. yeah it's it's absolutely beautiful uh that is what i highly highly recommend can you name a couple of your favorites Mm. and we can ping pack pong back and forth you know it's the whole idea on if you want the sweet you know vampire who's gonna be like kind of like the stockholm syndrome where like you get bit by the vampire and it's a romance (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then there's the whole 30 days of night vampire where it just fucks you up and you're like man left in its like destruction those those are really cool vampires to me too because like they don't they're not communicating with them in like english they have like crazy teeth so they're very like they probably be more traditional of the more traditional looking vampires with being like menacing and like yeah. yeah, it's really cool to see just the way that vampires can be reimagined. Uh, I'm a big fan of Interview with the Vampire because it's just the only time I found Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt attractive, and they're absolutely gay in that movie. That, that's a gay-ass <laughs> movie. A Put gay me ass in the book, middle of that gay, gay sandwich. <laughs> and and they just have a, a little baby. It's it's two gay dads and their baby. That's it. Oh, it's so that's precious. what it is. Yeah. It's so well done. Uh, I really love that. Again, Erin Rice has, has her own shit going on. She also has a place in New Orleans. We didn't get a chance to see that, which we should oh, actually go back yes. to New Orleans and do like a whole like my idea is like being there for like a week, recording us at all types of spooky yes. places and like filming Camp Cryptid stuff. Oh, there. That's my a dream. dream. A dream. <laughs> uh, you said True Blood, right? You're a pretty big fan. Oh, of my True God. Blood. Like, I've watched True Blood like three times through. Like I, I literally I had to talk myself out of like emailing the director an idea for the next season because I just had this beautifully crafted idea for a great storyline. And I was like, no, I can't do this. I I can't make a fool of myself like that. (laughs) Like he's like, who is this fucking girl obsessed with true blood? No, I love true blood. Um, that was a good show. I never really watched the vampire diaries. Um, I think that was on like CW or something. Oh, I tried watching it. Is I guess it's like it's like the Twilight for me, right? Like obviously you don't want to love Twilight. It could be your guilty pleasure. Yeah, I feel Twilight. Like that's people's yeah. guilty pleasure. See, like I love yeah. Kristen Stewart and I love Rob Pattinson. So that. yeah, so I'm like I I love it. I'll support them. Like hell yeah. Um, the baseball scene is fucking iconic. <laughs> I'll stand by that till I die. Like when I die, play it at my funeral so people can watch that. That's all. It, it's got. It's got Supermassive Black Hole playing. You got everybody looking hot. I'm here for it. I love that. I didn't need like five movies, girl, but you know. I mean, make that money though, you know? Make that money. Yeah. Um, 
that's weird Mormon vampire. You guys can't see this right now, but Lua is wearing a Lost Boys shirt, and I would have to say Lost Boys. (laughs) Absolutely. I I love Lost Boys. Keeper Sutherland. It's underrated. Mm. It's underrated. First off, that's like my ideal man, not Kiefer Sutherland, because he's really <laughs> no. I love him. But in side that. note, <laughs> side note, do you remember when we did an escape room and the final thing was a puzzle of his face, <laughs> and we were trying to figure out what the like? It was the last part of it was like doing this puzzle, and it was Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's face, and the passcode was like his name. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out what it was. Uh, random side note. No, it's, think of it's that. But that movie doesn't get talked about enough. It's like very like. 80s mullet hair bad boys who look soft they got earrings in that's like so my fucking type it's unreal <laughs> but the actual story's great the way that like he transforms is super cool yes. i love that there's just like these younger brothers who are like reading comics about it's vampires so cute. And yeah are, like, pa- they're paranoid that it's real so they start you know collecting like things to kill vampires and it's such a creative like fun movie. oh it's so good even like the scene at the bridge uh, the noodles being a bunch of worms, like yes. things like that, I think are just really cool. I really like that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing about it is The Lost Boys was so good. Um, I'm trying to think of other good vampire movies. So, have you seen The Strain? It's a TV show. I haven't, but I okay. I've heard that I would like I, it. <laughs> I really like the movie or, or the show rather. So basically, what happens is like a plane comes into New York. I'm pretty sure it's set in. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, so forgive me. I'm going to look it up as I'm talking about it. A plane comes in, and it's full of infected people. Um, and so it's kind of on quarantine, so the CDC comes down to check it out, and when he gets on the plane, everybody's dead. Um, so they're investigating to see what happened, because, like, like the plane landed and everything, and everybody's just dead. And uh, as that happens, the virus st- starts to spread. And there's, like, vampires. But the way that the vampires are done are are kind of, like, almost, like, 30 Days of Nights, but more inhumane. Like, they're fucking crazy. Yeah, we love that, though. The way that they run. It's, it's like, scary horror zombies, almost. Ooh. Like, the way that they run around and stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, it was on FX. I think there's, like, three season and apparently, or four seasons, it says. Um, Guillermo del Toro worked on it, which oh, I didn't know amazing. was amazing. Genius. So, I mean, that should be enough incentive <laughs> to check it out. I know it's, like, it's... It's on FX, so it's not, like, the craziest thing. But um, I believe you could watch it on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. It's really fun. I think it's got a good storyline. And it's got, like, you know, they call him the Strigoi. And the guy that is, like, here for all the lore. Like, the the vampire hunter is really good. Maybe it's the hot Eastern European, like, accent, too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that's one I really liked. I thought that was a cool one. Um. I also like what we do in the shadows. Oh my God. Okay. I love the movie. I love the show. Yes. Like yep. literally the Jackie Daytona episode was like one of our favorites. Like that is yes. just so wholesome and it's so, it's just so clever and so just masterfully done. I absolutely love that. So the first time I went to go watch that, I like didn't realize it was a comedy. Like I just put it on. I was like, oh, cool. Vampire yeah. movie. And uh, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait, no, this is like a, a dumb movie. And the werewolf scene in the movie is so good. I started watching the show as well. Oh, it's fantastic. God, so good. Yeah. It's so for those well of you don't know, uh, who don't know, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Jermaine Clement are who did uh, the original What We Do in the Shadows, and now they produce the show that's on FX. And the show mm-hmm. on FX is just. It's fantastic. It's, really it's so fun. funny. It's so fun. It's just every episode is is just so. It's just witty. It's just. 
if you love vampires and you're like a laid back funny person there's no way you won't enjoy that so <laughs> oh i forgot to mention while we were talking about the stream um is the whole plot of it in the beginning again is like the plane landing and everything like yeah. that a couple years ago maybe like three or four years ago there was a plane that landed in jfk and had to get quarantined and the cdc the cdc came and everything um had to be closed down because of it and i was like this is literally the plot of the fucking strain uh they they winded up taking like 11 passengers out and to the hospital and they had like a a serious like uh flu thing going on yeah everybody on the plane got sick but i literally was like i hope everybody's okay but also this is literally the plot of that show and it freaked me out you're like there's about to be some crazy ass vampires here (laughs) well again not trying to spiral off of the topic of vampires too but like do you remember a couple years ago when there was all those weird cases like down south where like somebody was on bath salts and like ate somebody another person uh do you remember yeah yeah there was a lot of like almost zombie apocalypse stuff and i was just like dude like where is this all coming from so like when (laughs) weird parallel things like that happen it makes me like question it you're like wait is this connected (laughs) it's 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 fun to talk about like if those things were real right but i don't think that's the case however if it was real and there's a hot werewolf man out there i would be willing to let you take me that's fine i mean yeah that's what i'm saying that's why it's like true blood it's like okay for anybody who likes true blood eric will always be hands down my favorite i love him with everything (laughs) but i will not turn like turn away from some alcide which is the hot werewolf guy so well the thing is too we could even go into the the discussion of werewolf versus vampire which you guys can let us know on twitter what how you feel about that uh but i like i would rather be a vampire i don't know if i want to live forever that kind of freaks me out but like that seems like a way cooler thing i mean it just depends on the trans like transformation with a werewolf because i mean if it's like oh you know you've seen some movies where the werewolf's just like chill and it's just maybe like a little bit of hair but then you see somewhere it's like straight up like cracking your back and like your ribs or you know yeah yeah, like american werewolf in london like i ain't trying to like you know have this whole thing where like you know i'm I'm, i want to black out and like forget everything i don't got time for all that yeah like um, what's that uh <laughs> like i'm not trying to like what's the eagle the thing in vikings where it's like flaying your ribs oh yeah gross no thank yeah you. i ain't trying to do that <laughs> uh you did you did also mention blade earlier we talked about that girl that was literally on my mind because i was like i cannot forget to be like blade <laughs> yeah the vampire rave in the beginning is so sick. The plot of it, like, I guessed it a little bit early. I was like, this is going to happen. But it was still really oh, good. Oh, God. It's just, like, literally, for those who don't know, I'm obsessed with Blade and Blade 2. Like, I-, I just remember anytime I hear the Blade theme song come on anywhere, I just get in, like, an all-out, like, techno feast. And I'm just, like, dancing everywhere because I'm like, this is my jam. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Oh, Wesley Snipes is, oh, that's he's the dude. I can't believe it took me this long to watch it because I've, I've always heard like it, it's good. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess there's like some comical bits to yes. it. Like it, it definitely is a little cheesy, but it's a very good movie with a very good plot. And I think it's pretty strong and it holds up still. Absolutely. Like Blade 1 and Blade 2, I think to me are some of my favorite vampire movies just because it, it's just it, it was just such a refreshing take on vampires. And two, it was badass, you know? What's more badass than Wesley Snipes walking in there with, like, a shotgun that fucking kills vampires in this all, like, black, like, latex suit? Like, nothing's nothing's more badass than that. (laughs) 
I also, in the reign of like cheesy, not great, but still good vampire movies, uh, Queen of the Damned, kind uh, of iconic. Listen, Stuart Townsend in that. Go, okay. Oh, Let's connect that one to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Have you seen that okay. with Sean Connery? So, so no, Stuart Townsend is in that, and he plays Dorian Gray in that. And then Mina Harker okay. is uh, the girl, Laura, no, who is it? She's basically, um, she plays Mina Harker, who is a vampire in that. But they're okay. they're basically like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is where all these people get together, like uh, Doctor Hyde from Jekyll and Hyde, uh, or Doctor Jekyll, I guess he turns into Hyde, right? <laughs> they all get okay. together and they're like fighting these people who are trying to like kill everybody, basically. I honestly thought it was just a movie about a bunch of straight men, like just doing, <laughs> <laughs> like just the boys getting back together. Yeah, that's all I thought it was. Is that, that's not. What it is. No, it's it's so campy. So it, yeah, it's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and basically it's Sean Connery, um, Stuart Townsend is in that. It's got a pretty good cast actually, um, but yeah, it's it's so it's so it's it's just a very interesting movie. But I I loved it. I loved it because I'm a nerd. So. <laughs> No, I mean, I didn't, I, I'm reading like the casting and stuff for now and it makes sense. But this whole time I thought it was just like a bunch of old men getting together for like a bucket list or something. Oh, no. I literally didn't. It's like monsters and everything, girl. <laughs> That's so, okay. That's yeah, sick. that came out in 2003 too. And, and I didn't know shit apparently. Yeah. See, I was in high school when that, I graduated high school in 2003. So I was probably like, hell yeah, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but no. Queen of the Damned. Okay, first off, I love that soundtrack. I am a, like, yeah. I'm trash, but that soundtrack is fucking ten out of ten. It's got like Corn, uh, the guy from Orgy, the lead singer of Orgy. Okay. Oh, girl, that soundtrack. It's very like, it's very like, an- like angsty and sexual. It's, got, <laughs> it's such a sexual movie. I'm here for it. Aaliyah, and it may she rest in peace. Oh. Like, absolutely incredible. She was incredible um, in that. Absolutely. A queen yeah, forever. It, it's like just, just really. I don't know. It's, it's an. I feel like it's an important part of vampire history, and you guys should watch it and enjoy it. Yes. I mean, even just her outfit in that beautiful. movie is so iconic. Beautiful. Like you see it somewhere, you know where it is right away. It's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um, that one I liked a lot. Have you ever seen From Dust Till Dawn? Hell yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Hell film. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Yes, that's a great one. Selma Hayek really, in that. Really oh, so good. Basically. I, I think they also made it into a TV show, I, which I don't think I've seen, but I'm pretty sure they made it into a show as yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't seen the TV show, but I, I love mm-hmm. the movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. God. Um, that's a good one. That's the thing is, you know, there are so many. If there's one thing for sure, it's that vampires are, you know, since their beginning they've always kind of resonated with us you know from the beginning of Mm -hmm. like Nosferatu being out to you know something Mm -hmm. is 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 you know late as you know watching True Blood you know it's been depicted in so many ways but you know they never really change from the variation of being bloodsuckers and then avoiding the sunlight so yeah no absolutely that's that's it always comes down to the same kind of things you know you get the garlic you get the holy water you get the what is it mirrors are weird with them yes what else they can't all be sparkly in the sunlight you know they yeah i mean that was the twilight did that but that was cool yeah you know the soil that's like a very common thing that you get with all oh yes yeah yeah where Um, they have to have their their sleeping near their native soil basically yeah yeah also to be on the other side of vampires what about like vampire hunters like a, a van helsing oh yeah like van helsing for sure 
uh-huh I'm, I'm super into van housing stuff but like the what is it like 2004 one with hugh jackman you know i love that shit <laughs> yeah you give me first off you give me brides of dracula i'm sold you give me any yes. brides of dracula i'm sold because they always look amazing yes um but it was it's like cheesy good that movie absolutely i don't know you know i don't you think know, it's good at all but it's still here's good. the thing is you don't go into those movies thinking okay this is going to be like the green mile this is going to like be like this beautiful piece of cinema you go into it knowing it's going to be enjoyable and fun and campy and yeah. you just go in with it just having fun um you know what we didn't even talk about which i don't know if you like these underworld oh god of girl rise of the lichens okay first off the guy uh the guy who plays lucian in that i swear to, like that man mm, i'm here that is a that I'm is a snack <laughs> i i really like that's like, a werewolf snack movies. yeah no underworlds yeah. are great um kate beckinsale obviously kills it in those she's just phenomenal yes. as Celine, but you know those mm-hmm. are so much fun because it, it shows like the battle between werewolves and vampires you kind of get the best of both worlds and honestly with yes. those even the sequels like were f- so fucking badass yeah i really like them plus she looks so good in that outfit that i want to wear it yes oh my god yes i would like to look that good girl you, know? you would you need okay you need to cosplay Celine, and i'll like cosplay a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> Just a little i literally would love that <laughs> i do love that but I, I like again. We keep mentioning like there's obviously little things that stick true to vampires, but I love like just different interpretations of them and different looks of the vampires and like the way that things have been um, with these films. I think we talked about the shed once. It's not like an iconic movie, but so it's one cute. On Shutter. Yeah, yeah. It's a really fun vampire movie. It gives you a different look at vampires as well. Uh, that one I thought was really fun and. I don't know. I, oh, a game I would love to talk about real quick if you guys are okay with it. Um, pull this up so I can give you the correct information. We're just kind of going back and forth about media, but I'm super into the game that's called Vampire, V-A-M-P-Y-R. Uh, that came out in 2018, and you could play it on, I think, every platform if this is something that you're into. Yeah, I have it on Xbox, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really, so really good. fun. So basically, <laughs> like, you are um, Jonathan Reed. And you are a doctor who dies and turns into a vampire. And now you are kind of at the dilemma of like, do I decide to live on rats and be able to still help and take care of, uh, you know, the people in London who are sick? Or am I just going to be like a free for all feeding on human blood and, you know, doing a bunch of other shit? So it's kind of like this like what like a moral dilemma right like you as the player you face the moral dilemma of like what you want to do and this also takes place uh like i said in london i think it's during like the jack the ripper stuff as well you get some like werewolf things in there you get a bunch of uh different like ways to like level up your vampire and like different enemies to face there's weird crazy vampires so if you're looking for just like a dumb vampire thing like this is super fun to play i had a lot of uh fun playing this and it takes place during the great war as well so it gives you like that weird bit of like here's yes. history and what could have happened without being that no we love that though we love that yeah no shutter has so good. many good i would say shutter has so many good vampire movies i know blood vessel is on there uh that's a really fun vampire one uh kind of set where these people are on a um a boat back in like the 1940s during world war ii and they come across like this uh, abandoned ship that has no one on it but all this precious cargo so that one was fun um 
like you said, The Shed is a really fun one. Uh, the Boys from County Hell is another vampire one that's from Ireland. Um, I don't think that Vampire in Brooklyn is on there, but that is an older one with Angela Bassett and Eddie Murphy. And I actually really loved that one growing up. <laughs> yeah, that one was a lot of fun because I love fun. Angela Bassett though. So <laughs> oh, I love Angela Bassett. Oh, she's Bassett. a queen. Oh, God. When, and that one, I was like, oh, this woman, she's a queen. <laughs> well, we didn't, like, we talked about American Horror Story coming from it, but we didn't even talk about, like, hotel which was all vampires, vampires yeah she looks so good in that uh, season too bring yeah, her that's back that's a fantastic please. one <laughs> me personally like i don't know how we're, we both have very mixed feelings on american horror story always but that season for me is like one of the only like only seasons besides cup wait hotel for me is one of the only seasons that have felt like totally complete from start to finish yes. i felt like pretty good about uh murder house and a few other things but like hotel i thought was the most well put together and i love the way that they showed vampires in like a different way it was just a good story the the costumes mm -hmm. are great the cast was great they they focused on vampires a lot of time but then they do the side projects of like little like serial killer lore in there you know i loved that season i agree completely i guess this newest season could be considered vampires too though american horror story the, um, mm -hmm. the Red Tide was the first part of this season's double feature. And I think the second part was Death Valley with uh, aliens and UFOs. But the first part was, was Red Tide. And it was basically the, the whole idea is that these writers go and they take this pill that turns them essentially into bloodsuckers. But on the positive, <laughs> it lets you be super creative and kind of like is, is almost like one of those pills that it's like the limitless pill where you just become like incredibly talented and just – it just flows, and then, you know, you obviously get rich while sucking blood. Win-win, <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess. That's some good shit. Hell yeah. Uh, was there any other ones you wanted to mention? Because we're about, like, 43 minutes, so we, we can film some more. Or if I take it down, it'll probably be around, like, a 40-minute episode. So. Oh, shoot. I know the moment we get done with this, I'll be like, why did we talk about this one? But mm -hmm. then it's like, girl, there's so many vampire movies. Well, yeah. So with, with this, it's like vampires – are always going to be in media vampires are always going to be in lore and references and i think we can always deep dive into more stories especially if we get like viewer submissions or if we find things on reddit to talk about on here yes so this could just be like vampires part one there's much more room to talk about it we didn't even get into like tons of crazy stories that we could yeah so we'll consider this the, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to sexy vampires <laughs> So along with everything we talked about today, we'll make sure to post in our uh, Camp Cryptid Reddit some stories about, you know, St. Germain and anything pertaining to vampires. And in the meantime, if you have any local stories or interesting tidbits about vampires that maybe you didn't hear us talk about, feel free to go to campcryptidpodcast.com to submit your story to us because we would love to hear from you. And then if you want to go over to campcryptidpodcast.com, you can also find all the different ways to listen to us. Uh, Erica has put us on so many different places, but now you can also listen to us directly through our website website uh you go over to the episode section on the top and you can listen to all of the past cam cryptid episodes and new ones in the future uh we also have you know spotify apple podcast all those different ways to listen and if you like our episodes please feel free to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing uh we would love to hear from you and we obviously are always striving to make this a better sounding better quality uh episode and show for you guys and if you would like to submit your stories again don't forget to check us out over there we have everything on our website it's really easy to find us on all social media you can follow us on twitter on facebook instagram all that jazz and until next time we'll see you uh we'll see you with our next episode campers